Hello, listeners from across the globe. This is Jamil Ada speaking, and I'm giving a short intro to today's episode. Actually, this is a continuation to the previous episode, which includes myself, Isra Abu Zayed, and Fajr Abu Zayed. And you will notice in the middle of the episode, we will have a new addition on the table, which will be Mo Abu Zayed. I hope you laugh. Listen and enjoy this recording throughout the entire episode of Jeel El Hamburger. Enjoy. Yo, speaking of these sayings that our parents teach us. <laughs> Jenny and they're like transitioning on the yeah. topics. <laughs> Do, do you know do you know about these myths that parents usually tell their children? Yeah. I mean, I know Arab parents do this. I don't know if Western parents do this as well. But myths like, don't don't leave your shoes upside down because it's ala wish Allah. Oh yeah, I know that one. So your parents are like, come on, flip it around. But they're only saying that because they want us to tidy up is what I think. And I think um, some parents actually believe it at the same time. I um, am a believer of that one. In yeah, fact, I was going to say, um, is it not true? I like, thought it is. This isn't a myth, man. This is like part of our I core belief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is part of our you know that myth that there's like only one God and his prophet is like Muhammad? Like, what's up with that myth? <laughs> no, dude, I mean, is there like, is it written in the Quran? Obviously not. I don't know, but I remember learning this when I was in Jordan, like as a kid, like somebody telling me, like, don't do that. Like when another kid teaches you something, it really like sticks with you. Mm. And I was like, but mama and baba never told me that. And it really stuck with me. Oh, I just remembered another funny one. Well, what is it? Peeing on fire. What? Yes. Is this a Jordan taught one this again? This is a Jordan taught one. This is like Couldn't one of my favorite we, hobbies we, ever. We used to be at the train tracks, you know, always having fires. Right. And uh, As normal I, children would. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, we would do bad things. <laughs> at the train tracks? Yeah, at the train tracks. Yeah. Having fires yeah. and, you know, throwing rocks at uh, garbage trains. men. And trains, of course. <laughs> of course. And then, you know, I'm being so bad, doing all these horrible things. And then I whip out my little wee-wee when I was like eight years old. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to put off the fire. And at that point, everybody gets offended. Everyone's like, (gasps) yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you cannot pee on a fire. And Fajr's like, but I want to be a firefighter. (laughs) But at that point, I'm like, guys, like, really? Now we're going to be all ethical? We just like threw rocks on tourists (laughs) in the train. We just like boiled some frogs in the water. Like we just did... We did jokes. such evil oh, shit. Man. But peeing on fire. And now I'm peeing on the fire and everybody turned all, you know. It's yeah. a red line. Oh, that's a, dude, you can't pee on well, the fire. Well, what's the thing? Man. What happens if you pee on fire? I think only God is supposed to control fire because what? of hell. And you peeing on it is like undermining God's power over fire. Is this your analogy of it? This or like the kid I'm, told I'm, you that? I'm tapping into my memory here. Uh-huh. Um, so don't uh, believe everything I say. Don't quote <laughs> me. What don't is quote true? You had me going there. What is proof true for a fact? Peeing on fire is a no-no. Uh, along with the shoe being upside down. You will now hear Mo join us on the table. <laughs> So, in your life and in your world, you may urinate freely on fires. (laughs) Oh, I have been. (laughs) So, you've been exercising that right. Okay, because I grew up in a world where peeing on fire. That was haram? It was haram, yeah. Was it flat out haram or just like not allowed? I'm not sure. Um, Maybe. But yeah, I, I got a lot of heat from my cousins. 
Mm-hmm. When we were down in the train tracks, and I decided to pee on the fire. <laughs> the train tracks. You know him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because throwing rocks on tourists and boiling <laughs> frogs was cool. But as soon as I decided to whip it out and pee on the fire, all rules were broken. <laughs> anyway. Spe- speaking of these train tracks, Mo, don't, don't you have a story about them? The train tracks of you when you were kids and trying to... Uh, no, that wasn't me. That was actually Fedjad. Fedjad is here now, so he could tell us. Oh, really? What did you guys used to do when the train track used to pass? Throw rocks. Well, throwing rocks was the yeah. always thing. Yeah. The but if we got a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, is this recording, tra- by the way? Are we live? Uh, well, we're well, live. Don't, don't live. you see the sign I mean, that's lit up that says live? Well, uh, you can see the audience of thousands of people <laughs> outside of our Las Vegas office. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John 3.16 and hi mom. <laughs> anyway, uh, depending on how much of a heads up we got, right. the action taken by the local hoodlums, including myself, would range from the bare minimum, which is just throw rocks at the train mm. as it passes by mm-hmm. with, with people waving. Tourists. People would, yeah, people would be waving out of the window thinking they're going through a quaint village <laughs> and all oh, the Arabian hospitality. Let's wave to the people. <laughs> really? So we would all just throw rocks and that was the minimum. But if we got a heads up, my, like, I don't know, at the time I was interested in putting uh, coins and Pepsi bottle caps on the tracks. To flatten them out. And I thought flattening them out was kind of neat. Mm. Uh, but some of my cousins took it a little further. Mm-hmm. I remember one of my cousins um, putting oil on the tracks. And so why? the train will slip. <laughs> and I'm like, even at the time, I was like, damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm sitting there with my coins <laughs> and this guy wants to like derail the fucking train. <laughs> I was just like, damn, that's that evil, man. Takes, takes a lot of... What? Like thought? Yeah, like you had to go down to the shop, get the oil, like lubricate the track. Like he was probably sitting in his bed the night before and just thinking of it. And it was like a light bulb bulb turned on. Yeah, but one time. But doesn't he know that? The train stopped. Did I, ever, oh. did I ever tell you guys about this? You're aware of this? Aware Wait, of but this before one. you tell us on the trains, can you give us the setting? Like, where is this happening? Just so okay, as the train out. approaches, its mayhem takes over the village or our mm. section of this uh, refugee camp that we live in. Everybody would like run out of their houses like a celebrity was down the street or something. Like all the children will drop everything you're doing. The train. Run the train. <laughs> you know, this takes over you. And then you run, pick up a rock, like the biggest rock you can, and just run to the edge of the train tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit of a crevice in the ground. So you'd like stand on the edge and then wait for that moment when a happy tourist sticks their head out. Speaking of that train track, though, what the hell is that? Like, it was built by the Ottomans. Yeah, I know that, yeah. but I mean, like, is people still use it? Like, is that mm. still now? It's just cargo, I believe. Yeah. Also, what kind of tourist comes to Zerga? Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. it, it, it's it connects like it, from Turkey to Syria through Jordan. Like, it's it's a long, it's a long. It track. is. It's called the Hejaz Railway. Oh, okay. I know a little bit of history about it, if you guys want to hear So why are you asking then? Because you want to talk? Yeah. Okay, go for it. You're just setting yourself up. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you guys would ask. So do you know its current status? Is it still operational? No, no. Current status is like, it runs through Saudi Arabia from Turkey down to the, the, the purpose of it when it was built by the Ottomans 
was during a time of like political instability and the Ottoman king or whatever he's called, Sultan, he wanted to get all the Muslims on his side again. So he decided he'd build a railway to Mecca. Mm. And like all he got, it was like four Muslims, by Muslims like that. And it would run through all the way from Syria down to Mecca and it would pass through Palestine, pass through Jordan. So the part through Jordan at the time was nothing. Jordan wasn't, uh, you know. It was a desert. It was a desert. Mm. It was Transjordan. So eventually the whole thing, like now, now what it is, is really choppy in Saudi Arabia. It's not completely, the way through Saudi Arabia is completely chopped up. There's like, it's not like they maintain it anymore in many places. What I, when I, what I meant when I asked what's going on in Jordan is why is it still running in Jordan? Like from where to where? It doesn't go all the way to Turkey. Does mm. it? I, I don't know. know. Um, I don't know, but my concern at the time was the part it passed through in our town. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jamie, fact checker, does it run to Turkey? <laughs> Let's ask young Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally, a Joe Rogan podcast listener with us. Sucks. <laughs> okay, yeah, so then the train stopped. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, let's hear this. This is like one of those uh, days that um, define your life. I remember day it. the train stopped. I remember it. It was revolutionary. Um, it's kind of anticlimactic. The train stopped. <laughs> <laughs> and then a police officer came out the back. They were ready. They set up. It was a sting operation. <laughs> <laughs> it really was a sting operation. They, I guess they had enough or maybe somebody got hurt. They probably had like mannequins in the windows. Oh, yeah, yeah like. it was a total yeah. sting operation. <laughs> The train approached, and, you know, the lubers were lubing. The coin collectors, like myself, were setting up our coins. And, of course, we all took our positions to Nurjum in the train with rocks. Yeah. You know? And this train comes. And as we start hailing rocks, it stops. And uh, one or two armed uh, officers mm-hmm. jump out the back and start chasing us. Yep. And I of remember. course, at that moment, we all go into the intricate Zawarib network yes. to take <laughs> refuge. But they caught one kid. The fatty. Yes, they caught the fatty. Oh, no. And they beat him the fuck up. Yeah. What? And they took him on the train. Yeah. yeah. Took him on the train? <laughs> <laughs> that seems a little extreme. They kidnapped a they child? Kidnapped <laughs> yeah. And Hold his up. parents never saw him again. Exactly. And we never saw him again. <laughs> uh, actually, no, he was dropped off like that later that day on the way back or something. But he, little Jimmy, never looked the same. <laughs> he never spoke the same. So, uh, did you guys go tell his parents? Right? No, we we're all just like running in this. Whatever, movie. the fact he got caught, like, whatever, it's just a sacrifice. But man, it was really scary. But really, it worked. The effect of yeah. the heist yeah. was amazing because the next day the train came, not a single kid threw a rock. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. It was such a deterrent. Yes. That's one of my early lessons in life of yes. deterrence and how it works. Yeah. Like, Scare Dude. one, like beat the shit out of one. Yeah, like be, like come out. Okay, many rules were broken. He did kidnap a child and beat him up. <laughs> but the, it really worked. Yeah, it really worked. Also, like it really shows you how like when the, when chill, or when anybody believes that there's no consequence, you just keep pushing it. Like I remember at some point mm. people were taking huge rocks and putting them on the train tracks. Like people just kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it because uh, there's no consequence. Until... Okay. As, as, as soon as the sign of consequence appeared, it was like, oh, game over. It's amazing how strong trains are because I've, like, I've seen these trains break the biggest of rocks. Yes. <laughs> man, I'm imagining boulders, like yeah. huge boulders. Pretty big ones, man. Yeah. Like as big as you could like, lift yeah. with your friend and put as them on. As children, yeah. Children with weak hands yeah. and weak fingers. Right. Yeah. And determined minds. 
<laughs> to knock over the train. <laughs> oh, man, those kids. <laughs> it's good to know that the will of the refugees was going to good use, though. <laughs> yeah, Target practice, man. It was Target definitely practice. like mob rule, though, because like it was just like everybody was doing it. Like one person did it. Therefore, it just became the okay thing for everyone to do because... Yeah, like everybody knew it was happening. Yeah. It wasn't like it was hidden. It was like, like all the parents knew, oh, exactly. it's train rocking time. Take the coins, no. here oh you go, Rush, you know, so you can take it. It was normal. Fun times. I'm just trying to imagine the scene. Was it where the train tracks like in front of a bunch of buildings where people are sitting buildings. at their balcony? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're like looking at you being like, oh, look. It, at it was in a, in a populated area and it was okay. like uh, just down the street from mm. where my aunt's house was. I remember the scene of the police catching the guy, the police officer, and kicking him. Like, yes. I remember the kicks. Shalalit were definitely Asra, you were there? Yes. You were there? As a child, I was there. Really? Mama and Papa were surprisingly very relaxed with me as, like, a female child. I really I- enjoyed Mama and Baba's relaxation when we got to Jordan. Yeah. Because in Dubai, we weren't even allowed to do much. Like, huh. leave the apartment was a big deal to go to play in the horse or in the yard or whatever. Yeah. But as soon as you get to Jordan, it's like, oh, freedom, let's go throw yeah, rocks on the train. Yeah, roam, really. Mm. Like, I, I remember all of the oiling of the tracks and the coin. Obviously, like, for me, it was a little bit more innocent. It was more just the coins, really. Did they really wanted you to love being in Jordan? Was I think they just trusted the, the environment. They it was just there. like... Lots of family. True. They knew all the neighbors. All the kids were down in the street. It was like the mm. houses all automatically fed into the streets. And you knew whose kid everybody was. And there weren't that many cars driving past. So it was just genuinely just safe to hang out. Uh, they may be train arsons, but they're our train <laughs> arsons. <laughs> so yeah, that was good. Mm. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hamburger Generation, Jeel El Hamburger. If you'd like to support a local Middle Eastern podcast, please, please, please share it with any friend that you know who might be interested in a podcast such as this one. You can also catch us on our social media pages. Uh, By the time you hear this, we'll probably be live on Instagram, Facebook, and definitely on SoundCloud by searching Hamburger Generation or in Arabic, Jeel El Hamburger. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.